0: Hello, I'm Tom Monday and this is who I am.
1: My guest today is Tom Monday, the London-based animator and lead guitarist in Steve Puddle and his bit of a white band. Tom, welcome to the show. Your job is an animator, right? You're a freelance Animator, London-based animator, as it says on your website. That
0: is what it says on my website. Well, that, I mean that 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 um, it says that very upfront and clear on my website because at one point that that got me a a very good place in the Google rankings and and I'm desperate not to lose it Um, so however I've updated my website I've always kept that exact line over the last uh, 10 years because I just didn't want to risk dropping down and I have actually since slipped down the pages so I can probably now start to adjust that title and uh, reassess who I am without the pressures of uh, SEO Um, functions and uh, algorithms and uh, Google uh, business models weighing down on me. But um, uh, yes, uh, I, I call myself an animator. Lots of people in this kind of business call themselves graphics artists or uh, things like that. Um, I, I mean, yeah, it's a, there there was a debate recently in the kind of online community of of what's the difference between motion graphics and animation and, um, you know, is it just uh, <clears throat> people trying to give themselves a more exciting sounding name or trying to make them big themselves up? But actually, I think most people are quite self-deprecating about it, but saying that, um, you know, animators are people with, you know, they've seen proper animators and they do stuff that are, is out of this world. You know, they, they hand draw the frames that they've studied at, um you know a great length to be able to really produce animation and, and the stuff we do it's a bit of an insult to call it um animation it's more motion graphics but then i think my stuff falls a bit in between the two um so um so yes but animation is, is a term that certainly most people seem to be able to understand and, and covers a general enough term um to to what i do uh, i think there's there's quite a variety in the, the stuff that i do so it's it's good to have a wide-ranging title
1: and you said that there's a there's an online community of animators is that um where where is that what what does that look like
0: well i mean for me i'm not very um savvy on social media um so uh the only thing I do do is, is Twitter. Um, and that's even, that's a fairly recent thing. So I've been, um, I mean, there's there's colleagues and people I work with, although not, not that many, I tend to work with, with sort of non-animators rather than going in and going into big studios. I'm a bit of a one man band. So I tend to go direct to client. So I don't actually necessarily meet that many other animators that way, but through Twitter, um, (laughs) maybe not so much meeting people, but, uh, uh, well, it's listening to people, I guess <laughs> it's kind of the thing. You follow people on Twitter, occasionally joining in the conversation, but more just sort of picking up what people are saying. And um, um, just it's quite interesting. I've only been doing it about the last year or so, and it's um, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's, it's it's got its pros and cons, I guess. It's quite interesting to to hear what the conversation is, but then at the same time, maybe it feels a little limiting. It's quite nice to not be part of that. So that you can just, you know, you're not, you're trying not to follow, not not other people necessarily following trends, but I don't know. There's, there's a, a certain freedom in, in, in working in ignorance, <laughs> for want of a better phrase. Uh, does that make any sense?
1: Yeah, yeah. I know that it's, uh, I, I've noticed that with Twitter, there's like two different, uh, there's probably more than two different approaches, but two different approaches I've seen with creative people is to either be really, uh, to use it as like a, a, a signal broadcast system and um and you know uh, put out stuff when you've done stuff and and engage with people in that way it it's almost um like a passive uh, advertising model um and the other one is to be very involved and have it as a, a kind of conversation ongoing conversation with people
0: mm. yeah no i i am uh well i'm certainly more the the former. I can you know, it's uh, like, it's a funny thing to get your head around as well. There was there was a uh, someone something about um, God, I can't even remember where this came from, but about etiquette on Twitter. And you know, there's some obvious things like, you know, I don't get too angry or, or you, one of the things was overfamiliarity. And that's kind of that felt a bit odd. So if you're posting stuff up in public and someone replies in a fairly chatty manner, but you've you've no idea who they are, you've never met them before. That, that kind of seems the point of the medium to me, and I, I don't think, don't think I've done that. But I would hope that I I could do that without coming across as as rude or uh, unusual. I mean, if you're posting stuff up in public, I, I don't know. Well, like I said, I don't. Do, I'm not on Facebook. I don't do any of that. So my social media etiquette's probably a bit weak. But um, it, it seems to me that that should be a a, a dumb. Thing, but you can just uh, just start chatting to people and uh, and start conversations that way which i would never ever do in person or in public or in any kind of or even in a convention or <laughs> but, but behind uh, behind twitter maybe i maybe one day i'll, I'll take that lead um, mm, um but uh, no it's, it's it's interesting to to see what's out there um and what people's opinions are on, on subjects from within your 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 um profession if if it's not something you've been exposed to that much before if you don't work in a studio and you do work in your own world um it's uh yeah it's it's an interesting thing to be um, exposed to
1: and when you do your work is it you do you do, do it from home or do you go out to uh you you get onto a project and then you work together with people or are you you completely alone
0: i i a bit of a mix really so um i have um uh, I'm lucky to have a bit of studio space at home, so I have my own office at home. I also have um, uh, a desk up in town in King's Cross in London, um, so I have the option of, of going in there. And very occasionally, I do work in house with companies, but that is um, less and less common these days. Um, it's just—I uh, don't know—not, not, yeah, not—not not a very enjoyable. Well, it can be an enjoyable experience, but you, the, the the someone leaning over your shoulder. Is never trying to be creative kind of on demand. You, you need to yeah, you, you need to spend time making getting things up to scratch and uh well, you know, work's work, but I've, I've been lucky enough to not have to take on um work in-house. So so um I probably do I would like to think I did a couple of days at home and a few days up in town a week just to kind of keep my head straight and get out of the house and, and go and be around other people. But uh, in reality it's probably about one day a week in, in town and, uh, and the other days at home because it's just too tempting to stay here and uh, get things done at home at the same time um but um and most most projects i work on largely on my own i mean obviously there's a client so you're, you're dealing with a client or um there might be someone doing the audio side or um uh, there there might be a production company in between but um generally most of it's on my own um I'm the current project I'm just finishing off at the moment. I've been working on with a colleague, um, so that's been interesting. He's in um, southwest London, in um, uh, Twickenham kind of way, and I'm up in North London. You're not, Is that you? that's not you, is it? Oh, just south South London counts as a yeah. Southwest. You, you're southwest. southeast, aren't you? No. That's were... Southwest. I don't even know you. <laughs> I, don't, you I need to who I am from you. I have a very um, Bedouin um,
1: nature, so it's it's hard to keep trying. <laughs>
0: Well, he's uh, he's in Ham
1: to be more specific, if you know that part of
0: the world. Um, Um, Yeah, sure. (laughs) <laughs> You're not from London, <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, so we've been working together on a project, and um, in fact, I think I think we've only met up. We've been ra- arranged several times to meet up. We've been working on this for months together, and uh, several times we've arranged to meet up for various reasons. Not actually done it. So I think right at the beginning, we went and met the clients and had a meeting with them and, and went through stuff. And since then, everything has been over the phone and remote. And uh, um. That's been um, uh, that's been good actually. It's been good to work um, like that. But this is where I learned that I put my finger over the phone all the time. Because, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we spend a lot of time on the phone to each other, and I'm constantly doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, so yeah. So a, a bit of a mix on, on location, but um, it's good to get out of the house occasionally.
1: Yeah, and with uh, with something like when when you get a project, is it um, how does it work for you? Do they give you an idea, and then you have a time frame, and you have you have a, a, a scope and scale of what the project is or is it, how open is it for you to be creative or?
0: Well, um, I mean, basically that um, the, um, the, the kind of clients I tend to, to have come to me tend to be slightly inexperienced in, in um, I mean, in creative work generally, particularly in, in animation. So quite often I have to set the sort of uh, parameters of the, the brief and, and explain to them the process and, and what the options are. Um, which is quite hard work. And actually I think recently I've been realizing more and more, you kind of need to budget time and and money for the producer side of things that way. And the the producer side, the really horrible, boring part, that I don't really um, enjoy very much. Um, but it's, uh, it's the part that that makes sure the, the project isn't an absolute nightmare. Um, so on the occasion where I work, where it's much more, they know what they're doing. They know what the process is. Um, i mean even more so if they if they're doing designing some of the artwork or doing some of the illustration it just feels like such a smooth process but at the same time there's a higher expectation i think i think they know a bit more what they can get out of you or they expect more out of you um so um um yeah that's uh there, there's a lot of kind of yeah setting out those parameters and and um explaining the process and and building the brief yourself um, with a lot of my clients. Um, and then, I mean, the creative, how creative you can be is, is quite surprising. Um, as in which jobs are are sort of fulfilling like that and which aren't. So the, the, the more fulfilling jobs I've had creatively have been the ones you would suspect are probably less fulfilling. So, um, for instance, I, the, I do a lot of work for um, IHG, which is the Intercontinental Hotel Group. Which Mm -hmm. um, I'm not. They're they're. um, I think they're Holiday Inn in America. They are. um, Yeah. yeah, Okay. And a a few other chains as well. So they're you know multinational, and it's been sort of internal training videos I've been doing for them. But they are. They brought me in very much on the. We just want these to be really fun, Uh, like just really silly and fun, and um, and go for it. Um, And and. Kind of a free creative brief, really, just as long as it's it covers the points and uh, and, and gets the, the message across, you can do sort of visually whatever you want. Hmm. So that's you know, what, what should be a very dull creative brief because it's a very corporate job for a very corporate company um, becomes actually much more creatively free. Unfortunately, I can't show much of it because it's all internal and um, um, I can't really put it up on my website, although there's bits of it in the showreel, but hmm. then and then. The alternate to that is, I've done work on the last series of Doctor Who, or the last two series of Doctor Who, which is, you know, is something I, I like to try and mention as soon as possible if anyone starts <laughs> that work, because it's one of the few things anyone's heard of, and it's, you know, it's, it's a nice thing to have worked on, and um, and I really I love the people I work with on that, and um, and it's a, you know, it's it's a great thing to be able to, to put your name to, but it's um, the work isn't really very interesting at all it's very prescriptive um likely to get cut at any time as well so you never know what will actually make it on screen and what And quite often the, the thing you least like is what makes it on screen <laughs> and so it doesn't it's um yeah it can be uh you never quite know what's going to be the exciting job and uh
1: uh,
0: uh what is isn't. Um,
1: and and do you find that you've know. you've found a voice that you've developed a, an artistic voice because of um you know you you'd said that you had freedom with the um uh, the IHG stuff, but but generally, do you think that people are coming to you because they've seen your work and they they like that style, or or people coming to you because you have a a technical ability that they know they they can bring to anything?
2: Uh,
0: well, I, I mean, uh, like like always with beeps, it's it's a certain amount of a, a mixture. of That a lot of my work comes through word of mouth recommendation, um, so I think there's a certain amount of reliability <laughs> to really show off, like how. Wonderfully creative I am. People people choose me for pragmatic reliability. <laughs> but um, no, you know everyone likes a, a recommendation. um I I think, I mean you you've seen my show. Will It's it's I think it's certainly very varied. um I haven't. I, a lot of people sort of seem to pick a style and and really develop it and um, um, and that is definitely a good thing in lots of ways. It, it, it hones that style. It gives you your your you know, your signature, um, signature style and aesthetic and, and people kind of know what they want from you. Um, but it can, I guess, also be slightly more limiting. If that's not the style they want for that job, then you're not the person for them. So, I mean, I, I like to think I'm quite flexible uh, <laughs> and I, I'm always, uh, keen to try something new and, um, and head off in a different style, which means they there's, it's always learning on the job. Um, which is, which is good and bad. Um, so, so I probably haven't really got a signature style. I think most of the stuff I do tends to be quite fun. Um, I try and make things glossy and stylish, but they always come out a bit cartoony and silly. Uh, <laughs> uh, slapstick's always a bit hard to get away from as much as you want to. Nothing beats someone falling over. Um, for comedy. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. So maybe that kind of, so yeah, people falling over. I think that's my pen spell, <laughs> my signature move. Um, um, but you know, there's, there's projection work I've done. I'm the doctor who works all production in screen work. There's internet videos. There's, um, um, there's been uh, adverts. Mm-hmm. uh tv title sequences maps
1: so it's a
0: yeah illustration
1: work um theater work yeah with the with the illustration work how um, how did that come about did that come about because you were doing animation and you needed to, to do illustration or was it something that you've always done
0: uh, no it, it it was it was really that way around i mean i came to it um a bit i think a lot of people probably come to animation through illustration um and um i um i didn't really um that's uh, so, so that's a terrible way to start an answer um, <laughs> illustration yes no i i it, it's uh i think it to me i did a few jobs in animation um before i realized i was i kind of had to illustrate that i needed things to to animate, which sounds a bit crazy. I started in three D, mm. and I guess in a way that's kind of illustration. But you, you you sort of you build objects, you build things out of primitive shapes, so you you, you know you can combine boxes and circles and cylinders and, and start to build up a character that way and, and different things. So that didn't really feel like illustration. And then the first kind of paid job I did was for um, a TV show called The reinventors and it was um, the director had a very clear idea he wanted to use. Um, these old um, etchings and, and do a sort of Terry Gilliam style of cutting them out and um, and bringing them to life um, and animating them. So again, I, I wasn't really illustrating we were using these copyright-free images to, to create all the um, scenery. Um, and then I got another job with that same TV company for another TV show doing graphics. And we did a similar thing where we found old comics and, and used them. It was about kind of 1950s children's books. So it was easy to find lots of imagery. And then I think it was... <laughs> I don't know, I must have hit another job after that and gone right, uh, I, I need to find some, some stuff I can cut out or build out of <laughs> shapes. And suddenly I said, Oh, I could I could draw these. <laughs> That's all oh, I hadn't really thought of that. And um, and I guess kind of started illustrating from from there. and, and yeah, it's a very oh, yeah, back to front way of, of uh of getting there. Um, Don 't tend to take the quickest route to these things but um, um and and I really enjoy the illustration side of things more and more um, and um, the, the more I can do of that, and occasionally I do things which are just pure illustration, which is really nice but um, um it seems so obvious now, but that's always, such a big role of of what you do is is laying up you can get these key shots looking absolutely perfect and still then then it makes the animating you know much easier um, gives it all, all purpose and structure mm.
1: And do you do any of this stuff for yourself or is it purely work? And then when you're done with your, your day, you you sit back and you don't turn on the computer or you don't pick up a pencil or any of that? No,
0: I, I, um, definitely do, um, personal projects. They get, um, as you yourself will know, I'm sure as, as your family grows, it gets, um, harder to find the time to do these in, in some ways, although in other ways, your time is more structured as well. Um, so that, that can help. But, um, we, I just finished a music video for, um, a band I play in. So that was a, that was a a long, long time coming, not because it's particularly complex, but just because it was just grabbing time and suddenly six months would go where I hadn't touched it at all. And I, I picked back up. And um, so, um, so that was kind of a big personal project for a while, but I still like to, um, sketch when I get a chance and go out on holiday and get, get the uh, pencil and ink pad out. And I'm trying to spend more time in the evenings um sketching as well, which is uh more of a recent thing, but um kinda from that sort of half nine, ten at night, maybe do an hour just, just doodling in front of the T V um, mm. or with the music on. So um so yeah, I do uh I, I remember when, when I was studying animation, we went to visit um a studio called Double Negative, who are you 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 might have heard of them, um, but they do I mean, they did the Batman movie, special effects. The, the, uh, I couldn't even tell you which Batman, but several of the recent big Batman movies, um, they did, um, I think they do loads of the, the, the big Hollywood releases now. They're, they're, you know, a major UK VFX company. And, um, talking to one of the guys there who was showing us around kind of thing. And it's like, Oh, do you ever, do you still do work on projects in your own time? No no way. This is just, I just do this for work. I go home. I never look at, don't open a computer, look at animation, anything like that. And that always struck me as uh, very sad, really. I always Mm -hmm. wanted to be enjoying the work I was doing and being able to kind of uh, continue doing it on a personal level as well as a a professional level. So, so I think that's, that's quite important to me. Um, um, so yeah I'd i li- I'd like to uh, continue that as, as, as much as
1: possible yeah and, and you mentioned that you're you're playing in a band as well because I was going to ask you when when I met you you were a um, you were a bassist in a hardcore band we met at college and um, you had uh, fair to moderate football skills and uh, you were in English was it english that you did yep yeah yeah, yeah so, English literature yeah so how did all that move you into animation how did you get into animation from from the the fair to moderate football skills. I, just
0: that. <laughs> I was going to bring that one up, fair to the moderate. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, no, it was, uh, um, it, it, yeah, it, it certainly didn't seem an obvious route from then. Um, and even, I mean, I think I started, I, I, I started doing animation properly in, you know, I earned my first money from doing animation. I think in, in two thousand and six or two thousand and seven, maybe. And but like, if you'd even asked me in sort of two thousand and just like a year or two years before that, if they, were, you know, do you think you might be an animator? It just would have been the, the sort of furthest thing from my mind it almost. Uh, it, it's I didn't see it coming either. Um, so I, after finishing university where we, we studied together, and uh, I think we graduated in, in two thousand. If that sounds right, that's correct. Um, yeah. With my I had my degree in English literature which um um was was very useful for getting a job um and um, basically kind of was just bumming around doing very ordinary temping jobs that would normally lead into a kind of permanent position but just sort of had mini office stuff um assuming something brilliant was going to come along and um sort itself out at some point and um uh, I, well I don't know I must have had sort of four or five years of kind of doing that and just enjoying living generally and sort of playing in some bands and stuff but just you know doing the kind of things you do and uh, just working in, in uh, admin jobs and I've spent I think two or three years working at a college in King's Cross again just doing um, uh, timetabling and um, people's hours and, and things like that um, but one of the options from working at the college is you've got to do a free course each term and I've kind of been mucking around on you know sort of earlyish days of the internet and uh um i, I, try to think, I must have learned a bit a little bit of flash to, to just sort of muck around with and um just make stupid pictures friends and things like that and uh, i was thinking about doing a web design course at the college and uh, a guy i shared an office with said no no you shouldn't do that you should do um an animation course you should do this 3D animation course so it's a uh, tuesday evenings or something in uh, kentish town and um so I said, okay, well, fair enough. I'll, I'll be, I, I'm very indecisive, so I'll go with what someone else says. Save me to <laughs> make a decision, and uh, so, um, which is which is my mantra for, for most things in life. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, so I went and did it. Was I think it was three hours, one night a week for ten weeks, of um, course using um, a piece of software called 3D Studio Max, which was one of the sort of big 3D softwares then, and it, I, I suppose it still is now, but it's more used in computer games i think than, than general animation I, I don't actually use it myself anymore but um anyway we did this course and at the end of this course i made a, a short film um which was uh ridiculous um but it was it was you know it was a minute and it had a beginning <laughs> and the middle and an end and it had all different camera angles and i mean i didn't even know how to edit films together so i had to sort of animate the camera very suddenly to my cuts and um um made this short film, he showed it to the, uh, we all had to hand in our films at the end. I think most people didn't even bother handing in anything at the end. Um, and um, I handed in this little thing about a couple of cars chasing my kitchen. And um, he said, oh, that's, uh, it was a Colombian guy. So um, I think we're going do a master's. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that sounds like a nice idea. I'm not sure I'll get on a master's. He goes, no, no, don't worry. I reckon I can get you on a master's course. You should go and master's. You're good at this. And, um, so, fair enough and um oh <laughs> someone else made a decision for me um <laughs> and um he uh, he put me in touch with a course at um it was Guildhall. then it became london met while i was there a college down in east london and um uh i turned up to the interview and it was it was kind of pitched very much as a kind of fine arts masters and people who were artists in you know, a you know there were painters or they were illustrators or there were photographers and, and they wanted to turn this into animation. So I I sort of made up this ridiculous portfolio in a week with my paintings. I sat there sort of painting away at things and going out and doing photography shoots. So, and I turned up with this big portfolio bag, which just I mean I haven't got an art GCSE, let alone an A level design degree or anything like that. And I thought I was going, oh look these are my paintings. I would like to express myself with paintings. <laughs> <laughs> these are my photos look at these these grime black and white photos of Kings Cross and you know i really I like to think I'm a visual artist kind of thing and uh, and um, and it just clearly not very into it not very impressed and uh, it wasn't going that well and I said oh I have got this DVD of animations I've done because in the the couple of months in between be making little things and he was like oh right oh you can animate like, yeah yeah you're on the call. don't worry that's fine So threw away my portfolio back, chucked all the paintings in the bin <laughs> and, um, and uh, yeah and did um, did a master's course and worked quit my job and um, got a hard time job uh, working at the South Bank Centre and um, um cut down on any kind of living expense I could do and cycled everywhere and um, did the master's and then at the end of that, just, it just kind of started to pick up work and, and went from there, really. But it was, um, it was unexpected. It was, yeah, it was unexpected all, all round, really. And, and um, the, the Masters seemed to go well. Uh, people seemed to like my other stuff. Uh, I was, unlike my degree when I was at the University of the View, I went to every single lecture, for my Masters, and, and every seminar and put up my hand and joined in, and uh, everyone else seemed a bit more like I was with my first degree and a bit of phase about it and I was very keen and uh, enthusiastic and you know, having done sort of terrible jobs for years and um,
1: I think my enthusiasm paid off. Um, and yeah, and just, just went from there and just started working at work. You know. And uh, with the music stuff, what are you doing in that? Because you were in, what was it? It was FLS, wasn't it? it was. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, um, um, we did, we actually, after, we went on and um, formed another band a few years later um, I don't know if you well you probably do remember we were thinking about going to Japan at, at one point um, and I decided not to continue looking at that to, to continue with the band because I, mm-hmm. I thought that would probably be that was the the best chance of making it obviously uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> um, that was a decision I made for myself that's why I let other people make decisions for me when I can um, but uh, no I, I play with um, um, well, a very old and, um, and a, a, a few other guys and we do a band I don't know how to describe it really it's kind of um, skittily rocky um, melodic stuff um, the bit Uncle Tupper it's a bit lemon head it's a bit um, gosh I really don't know actually what's it little, called? Little, uh, we're called Steve Puddle and his big rock band so it's actually based around Steve, who Steve is um, the, the sort of singer-songwriter we are effectively um, uh, kind of a backing down, really. I mean, he, he is the, the chief songwriter. We all get to kind of uh, put the instruments to it and uh, and, and slightly interpret ourselves, but it is, it's very much his, his gig. Um, hmm. And we've got, we got a double bass, which is why we describe ourselves as a bit skiffly. We're probably not that skiffly other than that. Right. Are you uh, playing the bass? No, no I'm not. Uh, I'm on... Um, uh lead guitar these days. Uh-huh. Gain oh, up of okay. strings.
1: Uh-huh. Um, yeah, nice.
0: Yeah. oh yeah,
1: moving up in the world. my
0: football skills are now moderate to decent. <laughs> <laughs> it's all it's all gravy. Uh, <laughs> uh but so we uh we gig and uh rehearse now and again and um uh yeah it's a nice a nice thing to do. We're A be of a dad band. we most most of us are dads and uh Uh, But it's uh, it's very enjoyable. Tom
1: Monday, thank you very much. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. That's it for this episode. Thank you for listening. I'm your host Jamie Gamble, and this was this is who I am. You can find us online at whoiampodcast.com, and you can contact us at whoiampodcast at gmail.com or by phone at 818 308 4066 if you have any questions or comments about the show. I'll be putting Tom Monday's information up in the episode notes, including a link to his website, a link to the Steve Puddle and the Bivouac Band website, and uh, his Twitter handle. Here, playing us out at the end of the show, is Steve Puddle and his Bivouac Band. Thank you for listening. <music>
2: i mm-hmm.